Thursday morning on the South Shore's Morning News. And on Thursdays, that means we check in with our golf reporter, Liza Churchill. Friends call her Goldie, and it's time for a Goldie's Hot List item this week. And in fact, the uh, Country Club lifestyle is something to behold, especially the culinary cuisine at some of the world's top golf destinations. This week's must-have is Australian photographer and journalist Dana Delucia's new release, Golf Kitchen. And here with all the delicious details, here's Goldie. The third annual Goldie's Hot List features this season's must-haves for both the hardcore and casual golfer alike. From golf apparel, gadgets and goodies, to equipment, instructional books and DVDs, take your pick. Here's Goldie. Food, glorious food, the subject of many a conversation, even while out on the golf course. This week's must-have is celebrated Australian photographer and journalist Diana DeLucia's new release entitled Golf Kitchen, a glossy 500-page coffee table book filled with chef interviews, mouth-watering photos, and recipes. Golf Kitchen is an exclusive behind-the-scenes glimpse at the culinary lifestyles of 16 prestigious country clubs around the world like the K-Club in Ireland and Casa de Campo Resort in the Dominican Republic. Diana fills us in. In 2010, I had the idea to feature chefs in golf. I wanted to illuminate chefs in other areas other than fine dining. I produced my first book, Golf Club World. It was involving a lot of other things rather than just food, but I included chefs and recipes in that project. The reception of the recipes was very popular, and that's what led to Golf Kitchen. So I've traveled to 16 destinations globally. Eight, I do believe, are in the United States, and the other eight are overseas. The process itself really began at Wingfoot Golf Club. I had a lot of support from Chef Rye Waddington and the general manager, Colin Burns. I didn't have any notion which clubs I was going to include. And when we first started at Wingsfoot, each club led to the next. And that was how I did it. I did not have a formula. And I wanted every club to be unique in the content. For example, there's one particular golf club in there, Tradition, in California, where they highlight one person, and that's Tradition. His name is Jose Sanchez, and he has the most beautiful recipes. He's also a scratch golfer. He has a wonderful story. And then through that, I was introduced to Bay Hill, I do believe, because they're both Arnold Palmer courses. And it just went like that. And it gained a lot of popularity. And then by the end of it, I end up at Valderrama in Spain, which is another incredible destination. It was a a lot of work. People don't realize how much effort and work actually goes into producing a coffee table book. I can honestly tell you the work that went into this project came like from my heart and soul. And I hope everyone enjoys it. Golf Kitchen's book launch is coming up November 10th at the iconic Winged Foot Golf Club in New York. I caught up with Winged Foot's executive chef, Rye Waddington. Here's what he had to say. My cooking philosophy is farm to table, and that's how I grew up as well. My wife and I, we opened our, uh, our restaurant, which is still operated in Australia, in 2002. And that's on 900 acres where we grow 90% of our fruit and vegetables. Uh, we slaughter a lot of our own beef, pork, all the eggs are off the farm as well. The farm's been in our family for about 180 years. And the challenge, I guess, was coming to 
New York and how do you replicate that in a place that's as busy as Wingfoot. So through a lot of networking and just traveling around a lot of the farms in whether Southern Connecticut, upstate New York, Hudson Valley, made a lot of contacts. One of the biggest challenges of getting produce to a kitchen door is the logistics of it from small farms. In 2012, we were the first private club to be invited to cook at the James Beard House, which was fantastic for myself, but it was more so for the team and the, the, the interns. We run a pretty extensive intern program with both the CIA and Johnson & Wales, which is up here in Providence there. I met Diana. She was the photographer for one of my James Beard dinners. We've worked on a number of projects. We're going to be holding a Friends of the James Beard dinner here at Wingfoot on November 10th. During the James Beard dinner, there's going to be a lot of amazing food and other chefs coming in that are in the Golf Kitchen book. Yeah, we have Nicholas coming from the Emirates Club in Dubai, so he's going to really bring sort of a Middle Eastern flavor to it, which is going to be fantastic. We also have uh, Doug Blair coming up from Kiwa Island. Uh, Doug he had worked with Tom Colicchio, and Tom Colicchio was also in the book. Who else? we got Long Island. We have Sabonic Golf Club coming as well. And then some local breweries and wineries, and it's going to be a real celebration of, uh, of food and wine and uh, good fall produce. So we're looking forward to that on November 10th. I need to know how your golf game is, Ray. You're at Wingfoot. I, 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 used to, I used to play three to four times a week when I lived in San Diego. I played Torrey Pines all the time, and I used to be okay. I, you know, shoot low 80s. I don't play much anymore. In your position, have you played any rounds with any guys on tour, any European tour players? I haven't, but we have a lot here. Um, Paul Casey's here right now. He's sitting on the terrace, so he's number five at FedEx Cup. <laughs> because we hold a lot of the corporate outings, a lot of the players come back, the same guys, and you know, Ian Baker Finch, who has been coming here ever since I've been here. We follow the same football team in Australia, so he'll always poke his head in the kitchen. Hi, Chef. How's the football team going? So it's good networking and... An interesting story. Being from Australia, we have to get you know different visas and so forth. A lot of the time, it's easier for me to just to go to London and go to the U.S. Embassy to uh, renew my visa there. And probably two years ago now, I was actually sitting with uh, Lee Westwood. The two of us were in the embassy there for a good hour or so, just waiting for our numbers to come up. So we're talking about <laughs> golf, and yeah, quite funny. Pre-order your copy today and receive twenty percent off list price. Go to golfkitchen.com makes the perfect gift for any occasion. Don't forget to check out my reviews online at 959WATD.com slash hotlist. I'm Liza Churchill for 959WATD. Thanks, Liza. Traffic and weather next. This portion of the morning news sponsored by The Market in Plymouth. Find great people, fresh products at The Market in Plymouth. Exit 3 of Route 3 in Plymouth. The Market. What makes the market in Plymouth different? Well, a big part of it is the people at the market. Let's meet the people behind the scenes, like Chef Dane, who tells us about the market's popular Sunday brunch. We have a brunch out every Sunday from 9 to 2. Scrambled eggs, sausage, bacon, home fries, breakfast pizza, which is delicious. It's a pizza crust with scrambled eggs, bacon, sausage, onions, peppers, and mushrooms on it. It's really good. It's really different, and it's been really popular so far. In addition to brunch, you can pick up everything else on your list at the market. One-stop shopping, grab what you need and you're out the door and no waiting. The market is all about freshness. Cut to order certified Angus beef from the butcher shop. Chef Dane's own prepared dishes. 
seasonal local produce. The market in Plymouth. Seconds off Route 3 at Exit 3 in the Pine Hills. Taste the difference. What are you having for dinner? How about Harvest Land? All natural, boneless, skinless chicken breasts paired with the market's homemade roasted fingerling potatoes with onions and craisins. Taste the difference. The market just off Route 3 at Exit 3 in Plymouth. 